0: 31st welcome back to the take for take podcast it's just trent I tonight trent how we doing brother
1: austin what's up buddy uh to talk about this division pretty compelling division uh, in my opinion so yeah it actually is get into it.
0: yeah it actually is uh nfc north let's waste no time you you kind of hit it kind of teed it up right there nfc north one of last year was one of the worst But I think one of the most intriguing divisions in football. Um, You had a team like the Bears who was one of the more fun offensive teams to watch. But they were statistically the worst defense in the league. You had Aaron Rodgers on his way out of Green Bay. You had Dan Campbell and the boys in Detroit finish above five hundred, And then you had the Minnesota Vikings who some say had the biggest fraudulent Or the best fraudulent season ever, I guess. We'll get get into the we'll get into the Vikings a little bit later, but I want to waste no time. I want to jump right into Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. If you don't know what we've been doing, these NFL previews or divisional previews, we've been going over win totals. We're going to hold off on division winners until our final kind of preview futures show where we give out all of our future picks and awards and all that good stuff but talk about uh win totals here bears set at seven and a half on FanDuel. they finished three and 14 last in the last in the division last year trent is seven and a half too much or is it kind of perfect because i think it's kind of perfect
1: yeah, it's a I think it's a it's a good number um, you can make a case for over or under there you know they obviously only won two games last year uh, three three games I'm sorry yeah they started two and one and remember a bears reporter like fired off a tweet I don't know if you saw this all these experts thinking the, the, the uh, uh, bears aren't gonna win more than three games. What do you think they're going to go one and thirteen the rest of the way or something like that? Oh no! <laughs> Fourteen the rest of the way, not a chance. And then uh, it, you know it was all over. Um, old takes exposed, all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, they ended um, the season um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten losses in a row. Yeah. Not great.
1: Yeah, and I watched a lot of those, and I'm sure you did too. Um, And I remember we were. Um, at least I was, I was jumping on these Bears overs because just oh, yeah. like you, you said on the top, um, they were, when their offense was right and they were, were moving the ball, they were scoring points. Fields went on that, that run towards the mid to late end of the year where um, no, he was playing extremely well enough to win and his defense was letting him down. And that's why I, I can't really get behind all these people that they his QB record and everything like that because if you're watching those games, man, he's he's going mano a mano, point punch for punch, with these with these better NFL teams, holding up his end of the bargain. Yeah, his defense unfortunately was not. Um, so I do think that that narrative kind of uh, the life of its own, and people have always been really hated on fields. It seems um, it's kind of like a hot button topic, but yeah. As far as their their roster and their team goes, um, I love DJ Moore. Great upgrade. Um, I think it's really going to help uh, the offense and fields through the air. Um, they still have Darnell Mooney and, and Chase Claypool. If Claypool's your three, uh, you know I don't hate that. No, I don't hate that at all.
0: And I really, I really like Darnell Mooney too. I don't think he's a one, but I think he is the perfect two for Justin Fields, like just the type of quarterback he is. You know, he'll he'll escape the pocket. He'll extend plays. You need a quick, shifty guy that can get out of a break and go help him make a play. And I think Darnell Mooney is perfect for that offense.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think he's a really, really solid player and um, is super shifty, man, when you watch him play. he He's so quick. With the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, their offensive line is, is obviously a big question. Uh, drafted Darnell Wright. Uh, was it 10th overall?
0: 10th, yeah. Um,
1: to kind of sure up that offensive line. Wouldn't say it's shoring it up, though. I mean, he's going to slide in at right tackle. By all accounts, he's looked pretty solid in the preseason. They did pass over Jalen Carter for that pick. Uh, that might be a pick that, that they might regret. I you know you're, See- you're as big of a Jalen Carter fan as anybody, but...
0: Um, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, 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 get that side of the argument, but that offensive line was was just so fucking bad that I don't hate the Darnell, um, the Darnell Wright pick. I think it. it I don't think you could have gone wrong either way. Like I think, I think Jalen Carter will end up having a better career, but at the end of the day, you need offensive line help, and I think Darnell Wright will. Will mold into a pretty good tackle into the future, so I do. I don't hate that pick.
1: Yeah, and it looks like he's going to slide to right tackle. Did he play right tackle in? Uh, I thought he college, played.
0: Was... I thought he played left, but I'm seeing right tackle also.
1: It looks like Braxton Jones, yeah, uh, the Bears' fifth round pick last year, is going to start at left tackle. So, um, still a lot of question marks on that offensive line, man. Um, you you think with Darnell right they'd, they'd improve from last year, um, but like we kind of touched on the real the real question is this defense and it's bad. It's still bad. I know they signed a couple linebackers, yeah, T.J. T- Edwards, Tremaine Ed- Edmonds, mm-hmm. um, but their defensive line is probably the worst in the NFL.
0: Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, bad. I don't.
1: Yeah, I just don't. I don't see a ton of. Uh, I don't. I don't know who is getting after the quarterback,
0: and that defensive line. No, I. I want to be optimistic, but I it's, it's just hard. I mean, their secondary, secondary could be good, and they're really really young. But you're right. I mean, they just have nobody, nobody to get after the quarterback. I mean, Tremaine Edmonds uh, getting him from Buffalo is huge, but he's never been you know, the guy that can go get you a sack when you need a sack. Like, he's kind of been like a, a field general facilitator. I mean, his career, he has six and a half sacks in his career. And I mean, he's a tackling machine. He's got almost 400, but, like, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like, it's hard to be optimistic with this defense. It really is. I think they're going to be better than three wins, but seven and a half is a lot relying on this defense
1: and in, I mean their starting defensive line is Andrew Billings uh, Justin Jones I don't even know who Justin Jones is no idea. never heard of him completely honest um, Marcus Walker at one of their edge rushers I think he was with the Titans and then uh, Nika Dogway who uh, isn't very good? I mean, their whole d I mean, their whole dealings it, dealings it, line isn't good. It's not good. Established establish that, yeah. Um, there is young, and said it might have some upside. Oh man, I mean, it, it's gonna be tough to get eight wins with that defense, and I I fear yeah. that Fields is gonna be in the same spot where he takes a big step. And the offense uh, could even, you know, creep into maybe top 12, right? I don't see how that defense gets any stops on third down. I just don't. I don't so, either. I just... Yeah, I mean, there's... But go ahead. Are you going under, I assume? Yeah.
0: I, I, I think it's a slight under, though, because I'm looking here. They have the, the sixth sixth easiest schedule. For 20, uh, 2023, I mean, you start out Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Denver, and Washington. I mean, I could very, I mean, I could see them winning two, maybe three of those f- first five games. Wouldn't be surprised if they're three and two going into uh, the Minnesota game in October, but I mean, they're just. I mean they close the they season do, they close the season out. They do have a lot of winnable
1: games.
0: They do. I mean they got Arizona, Atlanta, Green Bay twice. You never know I mean the NFC North beats up on each other, so you never know. They could split with the Detroit and Minnesota. Like I think it's a very, very slight under, but I am gonna take them under seven and a half. I could see them winning six or seven games. I definitely think they improve on the three wins they had last year though. I think that's a a pretty sure fire thing in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and, and another thing, I'm not really sold on their head coach, Matt Eberflus. He's he's a defensive guy, and doesn't seem like he's really figuring out that <laughs> side of the ball. No, uh, I really, I wish they had a, they had like a progressive offensive mind to kind of fields. Right. Um, if I had a young quarterback, that's just the, that I would be almost like a, uh, you know. It's a given that if I have a young quarterback, a young promising quarterback, everything in my power to help him succeed. And that's with the personnel and that's with the coaching. And Ayers didn't do that the first two years. And they finally upgraded the offensive roster this year. But I still don't think their coaching is the head of level. I know Luke Getsky, the offensive coordinator, um, people like him. But... Just, yeah, I just don't I, I think they improve it's um I think like Fields has a big year. I think he establishes establishes himself as a top, you know, ten to fifteen quarterback in the NFL. But I, I don't think it translates to wins just because of that defense. So I'm going under the seven and a half.
0: I agree. And um Who would you rather have would you rather have Justin Fields or Jordan uh, Jordan Love I guess that's kind of unfair kind of an unfair question
1: I would say Justin Fields I mean
0: are you a believer in Jordan um, Love
1: I don't know what to think about Jordan Love I need to see him play It's, it's kind of like the Trey Lance conversation we had earlier um On the previous pod, right? We previewed the NFC West, like, except it's. I feel like it's even more of a mystery now because he sat for, who? Nobody does that anymore. Sits for three years. He didn't
0: play, like, or like even had like. He he didn't even have the opportunity to play.
1: I don't know, man. He 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 has a lot of the traits you like. Um. He can move pretty well. He has a, has a good arm. He seems poised in the in the limited action he's played. But I kind of worry about Green Bay's weapons, to be honest. Um, and I guess we can just move over to them.
0: Yeah, let's do like, it. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like. I mean, I like this offense. I mean, if you just look at it on paper, I mean, obviously you got. One of the, when healthy, one of the better uh, running back duos in the league with Aaron Jones and um, AJ Dillon. But I mean, I think Christian Watson's good. Um, I really like Romeo Dobbs. I think he takes a big leap this year. I don't think he's like ridiculous, but I think he's a good slot guy. Um, they drafted Jaden Reed out of um, Michigan State, who I think is pretty solid. I don't know. I mean, I don't hate i don't hate this offense the offensive line is good they're always good i don't know <laughs> it's it it's hard to 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 evaluate this team because jordan love needs the reps right like i don't know how good he is like i can't get yeah i just i just don't know
1: Yeah, the Packers, they're a weird team, right, because they have a lot of defensive talent.
0: Yeah, they have um, really good defense. But
1: I, well, I feel like it didn't translate a ton, though, last year at least, the numbers in front of me in terms of where, where they finished. But um, you now Jair got a little banged up, I think, as the season went on. But expect them, with that defensive talent and all the, all the resources they put into it, um, the first round in, pit and, uh, in the draft and stuff, you would think that our defense would be a little bit more buttoned up. We do have a lot of talent, at least a lot of like pedigree guys, right? Like top picks, top first right. round picks. Um, Devontae Wyatt, Don Gary, who he got hurt last year, didn't he? Or no, he got hurt the year before. Um, but, I mean, they drafted Lucas Van out of Iowa this year. Um, Quay Walker. We know how good Jair Alexander is. Um, so this defense has potential if they put it all together to to be a really good, good defense. Um, I just want to see it. Yeah, they were,
0: they were pretty bad against the run in the bottom third in the league. They were in the top, one, two, three, four. They're in the top seven in terms of, uh, Defending a pass. Um, yeah, man, I just this is a weird team. Like I'm a believer in um Oh my god. Why am I forgetting Matt um their head coach, why am I forgetting his fucking name? Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur Matt LaFleur. Uh, Matt LaFleur. I'm a big believer in him. Um, I like this offense, I do. I, I don't I don't think they're they're that bad. Um, I do think losing Lazard is is big for them, but I think Christian Watson's good enough to kind of fill into those shoes. But I don't know. I I, I I'm, be- I'm beating a dead horse. I just don't know about Jordan Love. I don't. I don't.
1: I mean, I think only they know, really. Um, I do think that Lafleur, uh, to your point, he can kind of. More of uh, his imprint on the offense now that Aaron Rodgers is gone, right? Sure. You can kind of, um, you know, again, run that that Shanahan scheme and have a little more. um, Sounds weird because he's the head coach and play caller, but have a little bit more control over the offense. Um, That's just kind of the, uh, you know, how it goes with with someone like Aaron Rodgers or any top zero league veteran QB. So, um, He'll have a chance to cook, and, um, aspect I do think their offense could be better, even without Rodgers, um, because Rodgers did have a really, really bad year last year, at least to his standards, so, um, I don't know, man, just looking at their schedule, they they do have a a brutal stretch, uh, in November and December, where they go, Pittsburgh, uh, Chargers at Detroit, KC at the Giants. Tough stretch, man. Yeah, but they finish
0: um, with Tampa Bay, Carolina, Chicago, and Minnesota. So yeah,
1: yeah it, outside of that stretch, it does. It does. They do have a lot of views on there.
0: Um, yeah, I mean so, they get they get the Rams at home. They get Las Vegas, Atlanta, who's also. Um, got an experiment quarterback. I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know. It was a very strange team to me. Like, I, nothing on paper jumps out about this team. Except for the fact that they were in, that they were one of the teams trying to get uh, Jonathan Taylor. Did you, did you hear about that? That they were, the, the package wasn't released, like, what they offered, but I'm, I'm reading that they offered, they offered a package to Indy that didn't include Dylan or Aaron Jones, and Indy was quote seriously intrigued. Can you imagine a healthy Jonathan Taylor on that offense?
1: I just don't understand how that's going to work with those, <clears> those <throat> three backs. Like, I don't really get that for them. I actually think the Jonathan Taylor team, the Taylor team, might have been the Bears. Um, you know, Khalil Herbert. Yeah. Kind of, you know, unknown at. You know, to put it best, and um Fields—they're—they're going to have a good rushing attack, but it's kind of like what Atlanta did, where you, you just strengthen your strength. Bijan—if I, I was the Bears, I'd seriously consider—I would have considered jumping on on Jonathan Taylor. It's not like they're paying anybody else right. except for a couple linebackers. They—they they moved on from roquan Smith, so I would have jumped on Jonathan Taylor. Times I would really trade for a running back and and be okay giving him a contract because I think with him and Fields, I mean that you're just setting up to be a great, great on the ground for the next you know three or four years. So sure, that would have been my team if I was if I was running the Bears. I would have really really looked hard into seeing what I could get from Taylor.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, Packers win total set at um, eight and a half. Are you actually seven and a half? And I think that's a good number for them, um, considering they finished. What was it, I believe eight nine last year? I like the under. Um, I think Jordan Love struggles off the bat. Um, I mean, this the start the season. He, dude, I don't fucking know this. I feel like I'm just running around in a circle here because I don't fucking know and I want to have faith in Jordan Love, but I've never been I've never been a person that like gives a lot of praise to a young quarterback until they prove that they can be good, right? And I just don't I don't know, man. Like I just can't get a fucking read on this team and it pisses me off. And oh, are
1: you going you going under or over.
0: I'm going under. You know what? Fuck it. I don't I don't think Jordan Love struggles um, but I do think they don't win eight games.
1: Okay, I'm going to take the over, very, very slight over. I think I think it could be a situation where the Bears win seven games and the Packers win eight. Um, Bears-Packers Week One. I'm actually looking forward to watching that game.
0: Yeah, Gage, Gage is also the, Gage is also on the over with uh, Green Bay.
1: The over, okay. Yeah, I just think they squeak out eight, eight wins. um No, they I don't have like... a good coach, like you mentioned. Their defense should be better. Right. And I think Jordan Love is is at worst solid. I don't think he's like really bad. Um, and I think with that schedule, they can squeak out eight games. So give me a slight over with the packers
0: yeah, I just... I wouldn't be surprised if they do go over. I just... I'm not sold on Jordan Love yet. I could be a month into the season when they're sitting, what, three and one? After, or four and one going to Denver? So, I don't know. He's got he's got to prove it to me, though. Let's move to a team that I really, really, really want to talk about. Um is the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell and the boys turned it around last year. They finished, um, what was it, second in the division, nine and eight. I really like this team, like a lot. I think I am in the majority here. I think a lot of people like this team. I think they had a really good draft, bringing in Jameer Gibbs and Jack Campbell. And Hendon Hooker to I mean, God forbid anything happens to Jared Goff is a pretty damn good um, insurance policy. But the weapons this team has on offense, man, they like they have it, and their defense is pretty pretty solid too. So, your thoughts on on the Lions? I think I think they're a
1: little bit overvalued at this point um i think jared goff is becoming a little bit overrated he's kind of like been a a seesaw or i guess a teeter-totty teeter-totty teeter (laughs) teeter, teeter teeter-totter yeah that's right right a teeter-totter teeter-totter yeah you get what i'm trying to say like that that's kind of been like his career i feel like where in terms of um not only him on the field but like i feel like the consensus in terms of like how the media and fans feel about him right kind of shifted from overrated underrated I mean and I think everyone's kind of in on Jared Goff now and I'm not quite sold Um, look at his home road splits is excellent at home and below average on the road last year so he's kind of a a dome quarterback, and it's, it's a good thing he plays in Detroit, obviously. But I do worry about him going on the road. Yeah, I've and never
0: so. been—I've never been a huge Jared Goff guy, even when he was in LA. <laughs> um, not saying that I—I I, I think he's a bad quarterback. I, I don't—I think that would be inaccurate. But um, yeah, I, th- I think he's blessed right now in a position where he has so many weapons around him, and he has one of the better coaches in the league. I mean. The wide receiver room isn't crazy, but he's, but they're good, right? I mean, St. Brown is up is an emerging star. Marvin Jones is is a solid veteran guy to have in that room. Jamison Williams, if he can, fucking stay on the field, I mean, he could be electric. Then you bring in a guy like uh, Jameer Dibbs. Sam Laporta is a, a rookie tight end for them that I think is going to be really good. Um, they let DeAndre Swift go and Jamal Williams. But they bring in David Montgomery to kind of fill that void. Um, Yeah, man, I mean, offensive line's pretty solid. I just... They got one of the better tackle duos in the league and Taylor Decker and Pene Sewell. Um, Yeah, offensively, I think this team is is good enough to make some noise in this division. I think this division lacks a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. But... um, other than the Lions. I think the Lions defense is really fucking solid, but I think the offense is good enough to put up some points. Um, I don't think they win the division, spoiler alert, but uh I think they compete and I I, I do think they make a little bit of noise. Cuz their schedule isn't anything ridiculous either. Like it's it's I mean, they start out with Kansas City and Seattle. But then you got a stretch in September and October where it's Atlanta, Green Bay, Carolina, Tampa Bay. Baltimore-Vegas like they could win four of those games three or four of those games
1: yeah yeah I mean I I just man I'm just not everyone's on the Lions and I get it and their Lions nine and a half right the over under
0: Yes, I am sorry. The the win total set at nine and a half. And I'm on the I'm on the over. I think they win ten games this year. I don't think they, they, they blow the the nine and a half out of the water. But I do think they finish ten and seven. Um yeah. I
1: think they win nine games. I think I'm gonna go a slight under here. Um Gibbs, I know you said you love you love their drafts. I, I just don't think taking someone like him that early is gonna pay off. I mean,
0: who Jameer Gibbs?
1: I yeah. I mean they they kind of just did the same thing with DeAndre Swift. He was a first round pick, right? At the end of the first round, I think, or was he early second round?
0: I believe uh, David Johnson or David. Who am I? Fucking DeAndre? Deandre Swift. I'm pretty sure he was a second round pick.
1: Okay. He was like early second round. He was the first running back taken in that draft, or maybe right after Clyde. Was I in the Clyde draft.
0: So I'm pulling it up here.
1: While well, you look that up, um, I just worry about how many look like, Jameer Gibbs that high. I mean, you could have taken
0: thirty fifth overall, so second, yes. third pick of the second round. Yeah. All
1: right. Um, if it was me. I would have shirt up their corner, gotten Christian Gonzalez.
0: You and Christian Gonzalez, man, you love that guy.
1: It's a way more valuable position, and he a more valuable position running back, and I think he, I like he should have felt as far as he he should. I um, think he might be someone that's kind of raw and and great his first couple of years. So don't don't uh, freezing cold take takes me on this. <laughs> but I think by the when it's all said and done, I think he's gonna be a, a really good corner. Um, I just don't know if they would have used somebody – I would have used a top pick on someone like that. Um, even fucking JSN. I know everyone hates me at this point, but, like, I would have rather had JSN to slide him in with it. I know him and and Ross and Brown kind of do the same thing. But, I mean, if you get James Williams healthy and, uh, you know, one-800 number, Yeah, fix his addiction. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, (laughs) get him, you know, as a vertical thread and then get JSN and and Amin Ra underneath and and just the unreal offense to deal with. So um, this isn't something, like, I don't like Jameer Gibbs. Like, I think Jameer Gibbs is good. I think he's better than DeAndre Swift. With him and Jameson Williams, when they're playing, I mean, they're going to look like the fastest team on that turf in in the NFL. Yeah. but really, my, my, skepticism, my uh, skepticism is more in the Jared Goff area. Um, I just don't think he's that guy. I think he's fine. I think he's solid. But, you know, I just don't think he. I mean, he made the Super Bowl, but. You don't think you know, he can win you 10
0: games in this division?
1: I, I think he could. But what I was going to say is, you know, I know I know you know this more than any anybody. He went to the Super Bowl, but it was off the back of maybe the worst call in NFL history. Uh, yeah. That pass interference call and then... Horrible. And he got to the Super Bowl and, and <laughs> put up three points.
0: Yeah, most boring most Super Bowl day. I think I've ever watched.
1: Yeah, that was bad.
0: That was the worst Super Bowl ever. Uh,
1: It was, man. And I know I'm just kind of ranting on about, about Jared Goff and whatever and Jameer Gibbs, but I think, I think I'm think i going to go slight under here. Um, I think they don't quite live up to expectations. I feel kind of like the Browns after their Baker's rookie year where everybody was on top of them. I don't think they'll disappoint that much. Yeah. I, think, I think they're going to slightly, slightly low expectations.
0: Yeah, gauge. Gauge is with you on the under nine and a half. Um, I like I like this offense, man. Um, I do. I like the addition of Gibbs a lot. I think he's going to be maybe not right away, but I think he's going to be a better player than what people are giving him credit for with where he was drafted. Um, I mean, they've they yeah. I mean, they you you can see the the tape on Twitter. Where I mean, he and uh, Montgomery on the field at the same time, and Swift is catching or uh, Gibbs catching passing in that offense, catching passes in that offense. But I like I like this team, man. I I think they're solid. I enjoy watching Dan Campbell coach. The amount of ex players that they have on their coaching staff is is insane, dude. I mean, just running through a few of these names like Mark B- Mark Brunell's quarterback coach, Antoine Randall wide receivers coach, Aaron Glenn the defensive coordinator, like. Dray is cornerback coach, like they got a, a ton of ex players. Uh, Pop quiz though, take a guess at who the assistant quarterback coach is. Ohio State legend, by the way. Roy Smith. J.T. Barrett. Oh
1: shit! I didn't know that. Formerly, um, uh mentioned that. A
0: form formally with player slash coach, whatever you want to call him, with the uh, Saints for a little bit, but. Yeah, JT Barrett.
1: Interesting. Of course, he was with the Saints. He was, <laughs> I mean, man. He was. That's that's buts. Columbus South. Uh, the last thing I'd say about the Lions, and we didn't mention, is probably their, maybe their most important piece, and it's their offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, who, yeah, um, had a ton of head coaching buzz over the off and decided to stick around. Um, and he's kind of thought of as the best, one of the best young minds in terms of the play calling. Sure. In the NFL, so that's that's something they have going for him that's, you know, he's able to kind of make golf above his above his actual talent, so um, I don't want to act like I'm, I'm completely out on the lines, I just think that they fall a little bit below expectations, so under okay. nine and a half for me.
0: Fair enough. Uh, I like their defense too, I think their defense is pretty solid. But, um, Minnesota Vikings. This is a quick one, yes it is, but we got college football to talk about, so deal with it. Um Minnesota Vikings, thirteen and four. Uh, I think what was it? Eleven and zero start to the season last year. Um
1: and one or something like that.
0: Something ridiculous like that. First round exit to the Lions. This team, man. I was all Giants. on They lost to the Giants. Giants you mean... What did I say? Yeah, you said Lions. Lions, I'm sorry. Yep, they lost to the Giants at home, yes. Um, I was all on the Kevin O'Connell, Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings bandwagon last year. I was. Um, but I think they had... What was it? I'll pull it up. But pretty sure they had one of the worst point differentials in the history of the NFL. And they still won the division. Or, I think it was
1: one of the worst point differentials to win their division I'm okay sure.
0: that's okay that's probably what it was but yeah um take the lead on this because I like the, I like the Vikings and I have a feeling that you don't like the Vikings so <laughs>
1: why do you have that feeling
0: I don't know I feel like nobody likes the Vikings like at all
1: I really like the Viking offense uh, I don't think losing Dalvin cook is gonna really, for this team too much. Maybe they fall off like 5%, but I think Madison
0: is, is a dog.
1: You know, yeah, He can slide in and, and he kind of looks like Dalvin Cook anyway. He does. He's kind of a discount cook. <laughs> um, Jordan Addison, man. Dog. Um, yeah, I mean, we, the offseason uh, about him wasn't great uh, before until you found out. He was he was going 140 miles per hour because his dog had an emergency and he tried to get to a vet. Uh, respect there, as anybody should. I mean, let's be honest. Hour, least, you say, boss, your mic's kind of cutting out. I know? said,
0: as he, he should have been going that fast. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, for a good boy. For a as, good as boy, a, as, a, <laughs> as a dog owner for the last uh, you know, a year, a year and some change. Get it, man. Get it. So Jordan Addison, shout out to you. And uh, what I really want to talk about with him is, is he's just gonna be good, man. And I know I said that about JSN. Um, the real thing for Addison, like just watching him play. I know in the in the combine he ran a little bit slower than anyone everyone expected, but he plays faster than his his forty time. Sure. And he's he's just gonna be good, gonna be good. He's gonna slide into the number two role with Jefferson, and he's gonna be productive. I don't know if he has like top top tier upside, but he's gonna be a really good player. So they're, I think they already hit on that pick. I'm really high on that. Do you Their think?
0: Cousins, do you think he ends ahead. up better than Adam Thielen?
1: Adam Thielen last year or Adam Thielen just in, in his career?
0: At Adam Thielen the Viking.
1: I don't know, man. Adam Thielen had some really, couple like elite years where where people were around like top five. And I know I never was about that. I never thought that was the case. I had to go through Adam Thielen's books uh, and his seasons. Yeah, uh, I got. He had a couple. It's
0: funny because I got it right here actually. In <laughs> 2017, he had um, 143 targets, 91 catches, 1276 y- in terms of yards. Uh, f- only four touchdowns following year in 2018 had 153 targets 113 catches 1373 in terms of yards and nine touchdowns and those are only 2,000 yard seasons he had uh, but in 2020 had 925 yards and 14 touchdowns it's top five in- or top three in the league and uh, receiving touchdowns out here but I think Jordan Addison can do that. <laughs> I really do. I think I think he's going to be a, a stud.
1: I think he is going to be the second best receiver from that draft class behind Jason. Yeah. Um, I would have taken him over, if I was the Chargers, I would have taken him over Quentin Johnston.
0: I do like Quentin Johnston, but I agree with that. I, I like Addison a lot.
1: Yeah. Dave Flowers... I know he showed some sign in the, signs in the preseason, uh, but I think I, I still gravitate towards Addison. Um, so I just think he's going to be good. Um, going to have passing tech again. Kirk Cousins is, is good. Say what you want about him; he's just a good NFL quarterback. He's I love Kirk up numbers. Cousins. He's going to yeah, always he's always taking too much heat. Um, it's just going to be good, man. He's they're going to lead it. They're going to have a good offense. Might be top ten again.
0: Um, that defense, though, man. Then,
1: uh, yeah, I was about to get to the defense, man. They lost uh, Dalvin Thompson and um, and uh, Darius Smith to my brownies. So.
0: Uh, but they, I mean, they brought bad. guys in like Marcus Davenport, bringing him from uh, bringing him in from New Orleans. Ivan Pace, the rookie out of UC, uh, was just named the starting backer for them. He's really fucking good. But I mean, they brought in Byron Murphy. To help out the secondary a little bit, I mean, they made some they made some moves yeah, to, to help them, but
1: of the secondary, the secondary is going to be a problem, and it yeah brought they got in uh, Brian Flores to run that defense.
0: Yes, that's right. I forgot about that.
1: I don't know if though, you know anyone that knows football knows Brian Flores likes to run his defense and coverage, a lot of blitzing, uh, you know, setting. You know, seven eight guys and really just playing man on the back end and i don't i just don't know if they're <laughs> actually i know they're, they're secondary just isn't equipped to do that mm-hmm. um i mean ken bynum caleb evans they drafted andrew booth uh was that last year they drafted andrew booth
0: i believe so no, i year. think he was a rookie last, last
1: year. year he was horrible yeah it's a rookie and uh, like you said, they brought in Byron Murphy, who might be their best guy. No, you know, you're not looking great. No. Uh, having Harrison Smith at safety, but he's kind of living off reputation at this point, I think. I think he's pretty prime. But, I mean, he's been, this is like his, uh, what, 11th, 12th year in the league, man. He's, he's getting up there in age. So I just, I worry about this defense a lot. And I worry about his defensive schemes. I just think that they have a chance to give up a lot of big plays.
0: Yeah, but I think this offense is good enough to keep them in these games. I mean, last yeah, year you look at.
1: I was at about it. to say really quick. I was about to say before you said that. Uh, from a gambling perspective angle, I think overs. Oh, without, this, uh, without a doubt. take a lot of Vikings over defense because they're gonna they're gonna score points and they're gonna give up points. So. Oh
0: yeah, hundred percent. They they the, they they were the kings of going up 14 17 nothing, going down twenty one or giving up twenty one unanswered, and then scoring two touchdowns to end up winning the game. Like they like they did that all of last year, but I mean this win total set at eight and a half, which. Say what, say what you want, but they won thirteen games last year, and they only got better, in my opinion. Okay, I want to say they got better, but it's essentially the same offense as last year, right? And bringing a a few minor tweaks in on defense, which I think is going to help them a lot. But I mean, eight and a half is too low for this team. Like, I mean, I see them winning ten plus games. Like, I just, I, I do
1: even with that schedule. I mean, that's yeah. a tough schedule. Man. It is a
0: tough schedule. I mean, it's a first-place schedule. First-place I mean, schedule. It's definitely a first-place schedule, but I mean, I think I think they're good enough to to sweep Green Bay. I don't think they – I mean, you, you can never tell with the NFC North, but yeah, I mean, good teams need to win good games, man. They found a way to I – mean, it was not pretty last year. I'm not saying it was, but they found ways to win – These nasty, disgusting football games. And I I, I don't see how, or I don't see why they don't do it this year. I don't.
1: Does it concern you that they went 0-3 in the preseason?
0: (laughs) I I don't give a flying fuck about preseason, dude. The overreactions in preseason are insane to me.
1: It's just because people love football and they miss football and they just yeah. want it to takes off. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so much. I think everyone's just excited and they're just, they're just ready for the season, right? I mean, they can't help themselves. I kind of like how there's a there's a gap week in the NFL where I can we can just like focus on college football because I feel like I'd get overwhelmed if we had college football week one and NFL week one this week. I think I yeah. would just be
0: it'd be too much i,
1: I would just be overwhelmed there'd be too much man i would i would be too but i would i wouldn't know what to put my attention to it. so <laughs> i like how we're kind of getting this kind of uh, slow roll up there sure um, but uh so the schedule yeah go ahead go ahead did you have, did you have more on that no i was going to talk I about
0: there i was going to talk about their schedule but go for it.
1: Yeah, man their schedule's tough i mean they play philly um you see the chargers um, Saints, the Bengals. I mean, this is, tough. This is a first place schedule, like you mentioned. Um, had, did you go over on Green Bay or under? You went under. Right? I went
0: under on Green Bay.
1: Yeah, I don't think they sweep Green Bay. I think that's split. Um, the more I think about this division, the more I think all these teams are just going to be kind of bunched up around yeah. seven, eight, nine wins. Um. So, I think I might go under here, man. I think I'm going under, and wow. division where you don't see a team reach double digit, double digits and win total. That's crazy. So, yeah, I, I just think it's one of those one of those years where clear top dog. There's no clear um, op QB. I mean, it, I, would would it surprise you if any of these QBs at the end of the year was considered the best in the division? I think they're all kind of. That potential,
0: well, be, would you rather have be Kirk Love? Would you rather have Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff? If you're starting a team, rather, you got you got a game tomorrow. Who who are you taking to to be your quarterback? Say it again. I'd
1: rather, rather have Kirk Cousins. Yeah, me too. I'd um, have Kirk Cousins, but I mean, it, would it surprise? Like Jared Goff had a better statistical year than Kirk Cousins did last year. Yeah, I, know. I don't know if he was he was better. Looking at it from like a, a you know, view, but numbers were better. So, I mean, all these quarterbacks, I think you could argue, are in kind of a similar tier at this point. Yeah, and I, you know, I, don't, I don't disagree. Maybe not on the, on the passing side, but at least in terms of just as a player and, and um, his rushing. I mean, this division's kind of up for grabs. And I wouldn't be. Would you. Okay. Would you be shocked any of these teams win the division? No. I don't think I would be either. Maybe the Bears, if. Maybe the Bears just because of their defense. But I wouldn't. Like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bears had a top 10 offense this year. Right. Like. I just. Yeah. I think this division can go either way.
0: I think this is one of the ugliest, but. One of the better divisions in football. Like
1: forward to, to watching like a a lot of these games. I mean, yeah, the Bears obviously with Fields. We, you know, I love watching him and Packers with Love. You don't really know what to expect. He's they're very interesting to watch. Yeah, they are post Rogers. Just talked about the Vikings. Every game's going to be fucking crazy. It is every time. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of points and are always entertaining. than the Lions, I mean, they're supposed to be the you know the best te- or one of the best teams.
0: They're supposed to be next to- up.
1: Yeah, they're next up. So I mean, this is a super compelling division in terms of, um, you know, at least appointment viewing in my perspective. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see how this this turns out. Um, we'll have to shine it when we go our our division picks and look at the odds there. But I think I think anybody has a chance here.
0: Yeah, I agree. And um Gage and I both are on the over eight and a half wins for the Vikings here. But um no, I mean you hit around the head, man. I think anybody can win this division. Um Yeah, it, it's it's an ugly one, but it's a super exciting one. I think we saved the the best two for last in the North, so I'm excited. I'm excited to uh to dive into the AFC North next week, but Before we let you guys go, we have college ball tonight the week one college football officially kicks off tonight we have i think about a dozen matchups um we're not gonna dive into every single one of them there is one marquee matchup florida at utah we're gonna dive into right now um later today we're gonna have our kind of college football exclusive preview we're gonna have that coming out later today where Gage will be joining us for that. And we'll dive into everything week one. We'll give out all of our picks. We'll touch base on all of the Friday-Saturday matchups. It's going to be a lot of fun. But for now, we're going to focus on tonight. And I only have action on this Florida-Utah game. I don't really... No other game really kind of stands out to me. Other than maybe NC State and UConn, believe it or not. But Trent, your initial thoughts about Florida and Utah?
1: I have to start with, with the quarterbacks and specifically Cam Rising, who...
0: Is he out uh, or is he, he just out. questionable right now? Uh,
1: I think, for, by all accounts, I think he's not playing. Um, and by the time this comes out, they might have declared it one way or the other. But sure. um, it, it really seems like he's not going to... Going to play, and you know you saw that reflected in the in the line dropping from. I think initially when when that, um, this came out over the summer, we were a double the favorite, um, and it's just kind of steadily dropped, and it was around seven, and then it's down to four and a half, and um, by all accounts, I don't think he's playing. It's like next up is a redshirt junior. Bryson Barnes. Bryson Barnes,
0: yeah. Played a little bit last uh, year when uh, rising went out. I know he played in the bowl game against Penn or Rose Bowl against Penn State. He got a little action in the um, regular season also, but I mean, dude, I think so. Here, here's so I liked I like Utah tonight. I I do. I like Utah. I like them at. Six and a half, given that was with uh, Cam Rising. But I still like them at four and a half with Bryson Barnes. And here's why. Graham Mertz is Florida's new quarterback, replacing um, Anthony Richardson, obviously, at court, or at Wisconsin last year. He, he, he wasn't anything crazy. 57% per, uh, percent completion percentage, 2,100 yards, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Didn't really do anything that was like holy shit Graham Mertz right um, I think he's going to struggle at Florida I think Florida likes to run the football they got the top two rushers coming back Montrell Johnson Trevor Etienne um, 1500 yards 16 touchdowns combined between the two last year but Florida only has one offensive lineman coming back Florida likes to run Utah defends the well or defends the run very very well 17th in the country last year against the rush bringing back eight starters on defense including three of them on the defensive line right and i know there these are last year numbers i get that but they're a top they were a top 30 uh, team in the country in terms of points allowed um seventh in opponents time of of possession second and fewest uh second in the country in terms of fewest opponent plays given up like this defense gets after you, man. I mean, they just they suffocate you. They they force you to go three and out. I think I think Graham Mertz struggles here at Utah. I just nothing here tells me that Florida can cover four and a half. Like I I don't care if Cam Rising is not. I don't care if Cam Rising is playing or not. I I am taking Utah at the four and a half.
1: can't get there with you. You know, it's, this is going to be a game where I kind of just sit back and enjoy. Um, I'll be rooting for Utah, but I, I just, I mean, I, I just have, it's, I have that much respect for Cam Ryzen and how good he is. Cause I mean, he's he a, stud, a dog. Yeah. He is He is really good, and it's really a shame. It, it's honestly kind of um, remarkable that he was even in contention for this game, given that he did tear his ACL. All right. Uh, I mean what like seven and a half months ago? <laughs> oh so, eight months ago. So yeah. um you know wonders of modern medicine, I guess. But yeah, I mean I, I just can't get there without him. So, you know, Graham Mertz legend after that first game in uh twenty twenty where he like five touchdowns and had like one incompletion and Wisconsin finally was was, they know, were back they thought they had the first quarterback since yeah. since russell wilson and thought he wasn't very good um i know that based on reading a couple of reports the florida feel, felt like he wasn't utilized correctly over there and they think that they can unlock him because um, he does have talent he was he was a higher recruit he's for wisconsin so it'll be interesting to see i i think i think utah does end up winning it just because um you know, at home, lost last year. They want revenge. this is obviously his first game with his new teammates. So, in Utah, um, money line, but I don't. I couldn't take four and a half with any confidence without without rising.
0: I know Gage is also on um, Utah. We were talking earlier today. I know he likes um, he likes Bryson Barnes. Or he likes Utah with Bryson Barnes, if Cam Rising can't go. He's also on um, Minnesota minus minus seven at home against Nebraska. He told me to get that in here for you guys, but um, other than that, I mean, looking through this this slate tonight, nothing. I mean, I don't hate the Minnesota pick, but I mean, NC State laying two touchdowns at UConn. I think everybody, at least from what I've seen, has is kind of jumping the gun on UConn at least early on. Um, Brennan Armstrong, who spent, I think it was four years at Virginia, is now the uh, the quarterback for NC State. I mean, NC State's pretty good. I mean, gambling wise, it, it's never been wise for me, at least, to to bet against NC State. But I mean, looking at the rest of these games, man. I mean, Kent State, UCF, that spread is so large, and I think that over. Is looking kind of juicy, but yeah, nothing else here kind of screams out. There's a lot of good games on Friday and Saturday, but nothing tonight, man. Other than Florida and Utah, which I'm fucking pumped for, whether Cam Rising plays or not, I'm really excited to to watch this game because I like Florida. Shout out uh, Swamp Kings on Netflix, phenomenal documentary. But uh, I, I, I Utah is good, man. I think the Pac-12 is full of uh, contenders. And we talked about it in our Pac-12 preview um, a couple weeks ago, but Utah's for real, and Cam Rising has been there for 12 years, and he's a winner, so it's hard to go. It's hard to go against him, whether he. It's hard to go against that uh, team whether he plays or not. So.
1: Mm. And I do have a play. Um, really quickly. Yeah. It's going to be um, going back to that Minnesota game. Hate gauges play on Minnesota. I think they're gonna have a. Antonio um, P.J. Fleck. They have a, a, veteran receiving group. There, so I they think they'll be able to throw the ball. And, with Matt Rule taking over at Nebraska, um, I think they'll have a little bit more emphasis on offense. So I like the over in that game. At forty-three, it looks like.
0: Big Ten overs, um, man. Fuck the scary, <laughs> scariest thing in all of college sports. <laughs>
1: I think uh, I think Minnesota's gonna be spinning the ball, man. Like I said, they have um, a couple uh, really really solid receivers that are uh, been there a while in terms of Daniel Jackson and Chris Autumn Bell, and then a transfer uh, coming in, a redshirt senior um, Corey Crooms. Um, so veteran group, and I think they're gonna focus on passing the ball, like I mentioned, and uh, I think that. That, that 43 is a little bit low, so. Yeah, they don't Any have, over, that'll be my, my play for Thursday.
0: Yeah, they don't have, uh no, no Tanner Morgan, another one of those fucking college quarterbacks that felt like he, he, he was playing forever.
1: Look, he looked like he was playing forever too.
0: Yeah, but he had no hair, or has no hair. Twenty,
1: twenty two 22 going on,
0: uh, 53. 40. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're not gonna dive too much more into college football. We're gonna save that for a little bit later tonight, but, um, but for these Thursday night picks, I am on Florida, or I'm sorry Utah minus the four and a half. Get it now, just in case Rising does come back. Utah minus four and a half. Gage is also on Utah minus four and a half, and he's on Minnesota minus seven. And Trent is on Utah, or I'm sorry, Minnesota, Nebraska over 43 and a half. And uh, final thing before I let you guys go, shout out Kyle McCord. Go Buckeyes. We'll dive into it uh, a little bit later. But uh, the new era of quarterback has just begun in Columbus. And
1: yeah, we didn't touch on that. Um, they did say that Devin Brown's gonna play too. Ryan Day said that. Yeah. So, um, I'm sure we'll touch on that more when we preview their game.
0: Wearing or number 33 the quick call by the
1: preview. What did you
0: say? I said wearing number 33, Devin Brown, out there. Yeah. Cornerback playing quarterback.
1: Yeah man, I'm I am so
0: pumped for college football. I can't wait for Saturday. I'm just gonna. We are so back, dude. We are so back. I'm gonna
1: get up early. I'm gonna fucking hit my setup. I'm gonna be. Oh my <laughs> god, I'm,
0: I'm pumped up, man. We're here, baby. I'm We're here. Up. We got so we got we got football all weekend, dude. We got good good college games later in the day, Saturday, and then Sunday, and then Clemson and Duke on Monday night, man. That's gonna be a phenomenal game too. But I'm pumped. We'll get into it a little long later, weekend. man. All weekend. Long weekend, fo- man. Long weekend, man. I love it. Football, football, football. Holiday weekend, sitting out by the pool, cold beverage in your hand, football on the TV. Doesn't get much better than that, man. We appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. One more NFL division preview. Um, we've been getting blown up about the AFC North. I think every time we, uh, we put one of these out, it's, uh, hey, when's the NFC North coming? A- AFC North is coming. It will be out early next week. So stay tuned for that. We'll have our NFL Futures Extravaganza show where we dive into everything season wise, pick wise, um, in terms of NFL. And then, believe it or not, we'll have week two of college football here coming soon, too. But we're not going to skip over week one. Uh, episode, week one, our week one college football episode is coming out a little bit later today. So stay tuned for that. We're here, boys. We're here. Football's here. Football is fucking here. So without further ado, gentlemen, we'll see you on the next one.